plenty of room. As Pachuca have five players lined up across the back. Over 38,000 people here on their on their feet in an absolute frenzy, and it's all because of you. Can you put this moment into words? I mean, I played four years at Princeton. I think if we add up all the fans I had over those four years, it doesn't even come close. They're passionate, they're amazing, they're chanting. Can't imagine a better stadium to be playing in right now. Extra time, tying goal, sends your team into the semifinals of the CONCACAF Champions League. Not a bad way to kick off your pro league, your first professional league goal. Uh, I, I can't imagine a better situation. I mean, every day coming in here for preseason, just try and get better and better. Give you opportunities like this, you have to seize them. And the moment is yours. Season as you will. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I mean, anything. Amazing, exciting. I don't know how I feel right now. It's all just electric, and the crowd helps. Gotta wish them. It's all to all them. I can't even imagine playing against 38 or in front of 38,000 people. I mean, it's a dream. Can you describe your view of that goal as 38,000 plus going to an absolute frenzy? Yeah, I mean, Callum played an absolutely unbelievable ball. Cameron got on the end of it. Great touch towards the keeper, and I mean, that's why we got. That's why we brought in three forwards at the end there. And Cameron, for his second game as a professional player, just. Unbelievable composure, un unbelievable finishes, set the crowd into a frenzy, a night that no, no one in here will ever forget. No one in here will ever forget the night that a star was born in Montreal, Cameron Porter, March 3rd, 2015. Montreal Impact versus Pachuca, CF Pachuca, at the Olympic Stadium, a night to remember. A night that saw Montreal get dominated of some sort by Pachuca. Montreal got their moment here and there. But in a way, the game was really similar to the first game in Pachuca. The difference being that nobody scored until a penalty at the 78th minute. When Laurent Simon tripped Cano. Cano who had a great game up to that point. Mr. German Cano who actually had a great cross sent to him and Hit straight Evan Bush right on front of the net. Straight on Evan Bush. Like, not even a couple of centimeters on each side. And Cano would have scored in the first half. But no, Bush said no. But eventually, Cano got tripped by Laurent Simon. What did the only mistake that Laurent Simon did in that great game? And scored the first goal. And 38,000 people got depressed all of a sudden. And hopes were not strong. Hope was not high. Hope was not present. There was no buzz at this 80th minute. But then Montreal started to open up, started to press forward, started to do some change, bring up to three forwards. And Cameron Porter. First of all, Callum Malice. Actually, started by Donny Toya, who stripped the ball. And then Callum Malice got the ball. Got his composure. Lift his head up. Sees Cameron Porter. Not alone, but there. Doesn't really have a choice. It's closer to 90 second minutes and 30 seconds of the game. You need to score to stay to, to win. Or just not to lose. You're looking at them. You're looking at the front of yourself. And you see Porter. You just go for it. 
60-yard bomb. Cameron Porter turns around, sees that ball coming towards him, chests it towards him in front of two defenders, gets possession, nutmegs the keeper into the net to tie the game and to send the Montreal Impact into the semi-finals of the CONCACAF Champions League in 2015. A star is born. Cameron Porter at his only, his second game ever as a professional. First game being the first game of this home and away series against Pachuca at Estadio Hidalgo as a sub late in that game. A mister who scored 15 goals in 17 games with Princeton last year scores the biggest goal of the club's history. Quite frankly, probably the biggest goal ever scored in the city of Montreal on a soccer pitch. Probably the biggest goal scored on a soccer pitch in the province of Quebec. A goal that sends the Montreal Impact into the semifinals of the CONCACAF Champions League to play against either Alawalense or DC United. Alawalense from Costa Rica up 5-2 on aggregate will know who tomorrow night. But let's not talk about tomorrow just about yet. Let's just talk about tonight and the glorious night that it was at the Big O. The cup was on fire. The players did what they could. Pachuca was really strong, was really dominant, had possession most of the game. Again, we were expecting that. It wasn't as bad as the first game, I thought. That's me without looking at the stats, uh, the final stats, actually. It's just me and my recollection of being sidelined to that game. is uh, Watching the possession that Pachuca did have, especially on the flanks, on the wings, they chewed up Montreal on the wings, on both sides, on Toyo's side and on Cabrera's side. That's where it passed all night long. And we were lucky that Evan Bush played one of his best game in his career. And is, in his own words, probably the most impressive, fun, intense, exhilarating, exciting game he ever played in. Yes, he said he had games that he was more, he was busier. But it's just the sheer implication of everything going on in that game. It's on a different level. And hats off to you, man. Great save that kept the team in the game. Even though there was a penalty call that was... Some say it was questionable. Depends on your view and where the referee was placed and how it looks. Lagasima himself told us it was maybe a little bit soft call. But he's still acclimatating in his second game in CONCACAF. Still never played in Major League Soccer. But Lagasima was a big part of that game too. Just his sheer size and his presence in the center of the defense just helps clears all the ball, controls everybody, looks at Rio Coker and says to Rio Coker, still a little further, I'll take care of everything back here. Those type of behavior on a pitch gives a lot of confidence to your teammate, to the defenders playing next to you, and to the goalkeeper. Le Racima is probably, after two games, you're going to say, yeah, you're already saying those type of things. That's all two games, yeah. Well, after two games, the last was probably the best pick the Montreal did. Best off-season pick they did. Get La Racima. That's going to solidify everything. No pun intended.
Not a little bit intended. But hey, we're moving on to the semis. On to the semis. Margarita Maria has a had a decent game, but uh, yellow card. Not the best defensive game for Montreal. In fact, there was a lot of looks of Pachuca to the goal. I'm not going to lie. Pachuca was dominating. And it was a... It's hard to realize that they didn't score in the first half. They probably had four clean look on goal that either they missed or Bush saved. But at least three of them totally just miskicked him. Either wide left, wide right... Or just shanks it. Happened a couple of time. The lack of realism in Pachuca's play on Tuesday night at the Big O cost him. Got lucky on that penalty. They took the lead. And I guess they were not expecting a moment of brilliant. A moment? The quest for a moment is over. That moment of brilliance is the new Sebrango. But on a winning, in a winning cause. On a winning team. Montreal still undefeated in 2015. And I hope I can say that for a long time. Which I doubt. But Montreal undefeated. In 2015. Preseason not counting. Obviously. So. What do I think about the game with the atmosphere? First, first of all, hats off to the 38,104 people that were present tonight. It was a magical moment. Towards the game, there was some ups and downs. The cup was on fire. Diochas and all the other supporters group, 127 included, were on fire. We're having a blast. We're having fun. A lot of atmosphere going on. The lower bowl was just jam-packed. And it was great to see the vibe of the Big O come back. Yeah, when you walk into it, it does look like a a place that just stopped aging after 1994. Yeah, they put they painted a couple new stuff this time around. There was a couple new decorations on the the vending kiosk and the vending uh, concession stands. But still old, still. Reminds me of the Expos. So I'm the of the Olympic. It's still an old place, but when you have a moment like this tonight, damn, it brings the city together. Damn, it brings everybody together after. In the metro, in the streets. Everybody on their way going home. Having a blast, high-fiving. Giving each other hugs. Complete stranger giving me a hug. And I accept it. Gladly. And I embrace it. And I'm happy about it. That doesn't happen a lot, people. I don't like strangers to rub their chest against mine out of nowhere. But when it's with for those reasons, when it's because your team is moving on to the semis, well, I compromise. And I gladly accept another man's chest to be rubbing against mine. Ah, oh, what a beautiful night. What else to say? Piatti was great, but he was not a player to who dictated who could he didn't take control of the game as we would like for him to do, but he had two Pachuca players on him at all time. Jurgen Damon for Pachuca, you could say was probably the same result as Piatti for Montreal was not 
a factor in that game again. He wasn't a factor in the first game, and he wasn't a factor in the second game. The one player that really scared me, made my stress level go really high, dangerously high, was that German Cano. No, he's not German. That's his first name. So German Cano was a threat all the game. Going from the left side in, or getting the service from the left side into a cross. Always a threat. And when he went to the right side, he overpassed Arasima and he got the penalty. He was the key for Pachuca. And Montreal, with a moment of brilliance, was able to counteract that. But if it wasn't for that moment of brilliance, for that quest for a moment finally being achieved by Cameron Porter, sir, taking the legacy of Eddie Sibrango to another level, now it goes from Gazola to Sebrango to Porter? Yes. Yes, it does. Ah, what a night. All right, quick notes on that game. Pachuca had a lot of possession. Montreal needs to change that type of play, but the opposition they will face in Major League Soccer is going to be totally different. So I'm not afraid with Montreal going into Major League Soccer season next weekend. With the game, two games they played, I'm not afraid that Montreal's going to sit back and let the other team control and dictate the, the pace of play. No, I'm not. It's going to be totally different. It's going to be probably more Jack Mack than Arduro. It's going to be a totally different type of soccer. Less counter. Well, maybe not that last, but maybe not to the extent that we saw against Petruka. Hopefully, they find a way to... Well, if you have Kamara back healthy and eventually get Oyongo, that will probably fix the the fullback problem that it was easier for the wingers of the opposing team to get by tonight. If those two come back, it will be easier. Nothing against Toya or Cabrera. Actually, Cabrera had moment of showing a lot of potential and moments that he's showing a lot of rickets. But there's moment that he's showing a lot of potential, and I love those moments. So Cabrera still thinks I like him. Toya, well, with the strip that he did at the end to give the ball to Malis, who gave the pass to Porter, who scored. I can't say nothing bad about Toya, but just the fact that, and it's a fact, that was a one flagrant, the one very flagrant flaw in Montreal's play tonight. It was on their fullbacks, on the wings of the opposing team, which could just cut through it like a knife and butter. It, it, it was that easy for Pachuca. And uh, fortunately, Evan Bush was in the form uh, of a lifetime, maybe. He he was in a trance tonight. He almost did everything. Even on that penalty, he was there. It was just because he's not that, really that tall enough. That's the only mistake he made on that penalty. He's just not tall enough for that. But the rest of the game, Bush played amazingly. Present at the right time to box the ball when it's the right time to control the ball to stop the play by intercepting a corner early on in the second half. Bush was there for that, and you can't ask for more. Even by controlling his defenders and asking them to go forward at the end of the game, he was past the midway line when Montreal were doing the attack and the couple corners before the end of the game. So, yeah. After Montreal got scored on, after that penalty at this close to the 80th minute, 
after that, Montreal came alive. I'm not going to lie. The attack was awesome, but they had no choice. They had urgency in their play. And that's one thing you could say that they did not have in the beginning of the game. Even though they really tried consciously to play not too park the bus, you could say, not too defensively. But mentally, you know that the status quo brings you forward. So without wanting it to, you still hold a little bit too much. You still play a little too defensively without even wanting to. It's subconscious. But at the end of the day, they realized that they had no choice. So when they got scored on, they had to... That mentality is out of the window. Is out the window. It's not even an option, that mentality now, because you have to score. So you don't ask yourself... Okay, do I stay back? Do I attack? Do I try to get that ball there? Who's going to burn me? You just go for it. And that's where Montreal was the most efficient, the most dangerous, and got probably around six looks on goal before Porter eventually had the equalizer. That's maybe the one thing going forward. Montreal need to not probably defend and probably just go for it. Not necessarily with the urgency that was at the end of the game, but maybe more just try to be a little more pressure on the ball the ball itself, on the ball carrier. So maybe press the ball carrier quicker like they did in the last 15 minutes of the game, which eventually led to turnover, great pass, and a goal. That's what you want to see. And that little pressure on the ball carrier that we saw was more present at the end of the game was good. Beginning of the game, they, they let Pachuca get the ball. It seemed like Montreal was happy to let Pachuca dictate, uh, not necessarily the pace of play, but M- Montreal tried to stay organized. The thing is, when you're staying organized, like Montreal was trying to do, which is fine, when you do this, you need to, ha- to not to have a blatant weakness like they did on their fullback side. That's where they got caught. That's where they would have got scored on if it wasn't for Evan Bush in the first half. That's how the penalty got recorded. And that's how they got scored on. Well, the penalty, but that's the penalty was caused because somebody got beat close to the flanks. It was not totally on the, on the wings, but it was close enough. So, yes, but at the end of the day, Montreal Impact had that moment that we all wanted. The motto for that game was, let's mark history. Let's get that quest for the moment. Let's get that moment. And in the billboards everywhere, you had the Eddie Sobrango face with his hand behind his ear saying, I can hear you. Now, next time we're going to see is a young, not even freshly 21-year-old white knight, Cameron Porter, running around in an angel position. Incredulous of what just happened. Look at around 38,000 people going apeshit and chanting his name. And if you listen closely, you can still listen to that chant his name. And now, until forever, at the Olympic Stadium, when you go there late at night, when it's quiet and nobody's around, and you pay attention, and you listen really carefully, 
you'll still hear the name. Porter, 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 Porter. And that, my friends, forever. <laughs>